Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing. My name is Jody Jenkins. And my name is Tony Clement. And we continue to set the bar in the world of podcasts. In fact, nine out of 10 experts in the podcast field agree that we are the greatest. And the other person, that 10th person, the expert, he just hasn't responded to the survey. So I think it's pretty safe to say that 100% of the podcast experts out there know that we set the standard. We are the gold standard. Yeah, Joe Rogan has said it as well. No, no. Well, Joe's Joe has learned a lot from us. There's no question. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we took a week off last week, uh, mainly because Tony was busy out meeting ministers and different government organizations <laughs> and posting it all on on um, Instagram. Is, is, is there any, I'm just curious, is there any political events that you don't attend? Well, if I get invited, I go, you know, if I can, if I can actually attend, why not? I mean, I, we've been cooped up for like a year and a half, Jody. Come on. Well, I, I don't think it's been, has it been that bad? Well, I, I, I've, you know, it's, it's had its impact on me. Yeah, but I, remember I where you live, you live out in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. Like you walk down a, an empty street. Oh, it was so desolate. It, it was so desolate today that all the cottages are gone and yeah. it was just like tumbleweed. It was crazy. So you're at a, an event with David Pacini, who's the environment minister for the province of Ontario. And I noticed uh, you maybe comment a little bit on what was going on, but I saw there was a picture. I think the guy's name was Steve and he used to be a minister. He was a member of a provincial parliament. Steve well, who Gilchrist. was that guy again? Steve Gilchrist. Yes. Steve Gilchrist. That's right. <laughs> I have, what's the scoop on him? I remember meeting him. He, uh, he actually came down and campaigned and helped me on my federal election. Really good guy. Um, but what's the scoop on him again? Well, he was an MPP for Scarborough. But before that, he succeeded me as president of the Ontario PC Party. This oh, okay. I was president from 1990 to 92. I know that's uh, like ancient. And he was president after that in 1992. And then we both got elected in 1995 to the Ontario legislature. And then um, I succeeded him as Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing. And at the same time, I was Minister of the Environment. So I had both portfolios. So, um, yeah, now we, we, we've kicked around for decades. And there was uh, a bunch of other people that were there. Bev Oda was there. Remember Bev Oda? She was yes. there. Uh, at what, was, what, was she, uh, what was she drinking? Uh, I hear her tall, man. Aw, <laughs> poor what? Bev. Well, that that was their downfall. It was their downfall. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's reality, right? I think it's stupid. I think but it's... it was it was some British politician said every political career ends in failure. It's so, well, yeah. think about it though. But it's sad. Like Bev Oda, what will she be known for? What will she go down as? It's orange juice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but that's I, what she know, literally. That's what she's known for. I don't think we should uh, judge politicians on their worst day. I. I don't either, but I, it's just, it's sad. Our so that's, you know, Hey, I've been, I've. Anyway, she was, uh, she was happy to be there. And uh, I think she's on the local board, uh, riding association board or something like that. I don't know. Uh, and she seemed to be a happy camper. So that was nice. And, uh, there were, um, hamburgers and sausages to be had <laughs> at the barbecue. So all, all was well, good. Thank you. Thank you for that detail. You know, going back to Bev Oda for a minute, maybe she needs to pull <laughs> a page out of the Ben Johnson playbook 
and she should see if like Minute Maid could be like a sponsor and or she could do commercials for them or something. It's kind of like a jujitsu move, you know? Uh, you just sort of use the gravitational force of your opponent for your advantage. Because remember Ben Johnson was pushing those energy drinks by yeah. it was like, they were called cheetah. <laughs> Seriously, I know, I know. Okay, I just, I, I think that would be hilarious if Bev Oda did like Tropicana or Minute Maid or something. Well, somebody seriously wanted me to do a coffee table book on gazebos, so maybe I should have done that. And you turned it down. I, I, I just was, I was just done with talking about gazebos. After yeah, but how much years. would they pay you? I don't. Well, no, there was no real offer on the table. It was just somebody had an idea. You know, it's funny. I've been watching Seinfeld on. Netflix, and I just watched the episode the coffee table about yeah. the coffee table. <laughs> yeah. And he was on Regis and Kathy Lee. And, and, he, and, he and he's talking about, oh, what, what about if we put fold-out legs yeah. on the coffee table book? That's so the classic. coffee table book That's the one with actually, the puppy shirt, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, no, that's a different one. That's but, a different one. Okay. Yeah, coffee, yeah. So the coffee table book is actually a coffee table. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I've, been, it, I've been watching old shows. I started to watch... Uh, old Who's the Boss episodes. The oh, other yeah, night. yeah, yeah. And then I watched, finally watched the Friends reunion, which was, it was, it, for me, it was emotional. I actually was like, because I was, when I was watching, when Friends came on, I was like 17, 18, I think, when it started. Okay. Because it was like 94 or something. Yeah, something like that. It was just yeah. after Feinfeld. Yeah. So I was like 18 or 17, but um, I was like, I was so into this whole Ross and Rachel thing. I was oh like, my gosh, Ross has got to hook up with Rachel. And anyway, just watching the old reunion episodes and stuff. And I was just like, I was like, holy smokes. Like, I didn't realize how invested I was in this show. Well, you know, at, at, <laughs> yeah. that, that reunion, I, my, uh, my wife and one of my daughters, maybe both of them were watching. I, I never watched it, but, uh, uh, but they, you know, that's the comfort the comfort viewing is Seinfeld and friends for that generation in my house. Yeah, you never, you never watched uh, friends. Oh yeah. I, I want, I watched it. Yeah. I watched it at the time, but not, not as a, not as much as Seinfeld Seinfeld. I was really okay. into at the time. Yeah, uh, on but, friends, you remind me of Marcel. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. You, re you remind me of Janice. Oh, I, I, that's, that's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I'd rather I'd rather remind you of a woman than a monkey. <laughs> Actually, that that same actor uh, who played Janice. She was in a Curb Your Enthusiasm and was very funny uh, because uh, she uh, her annoying trait in the Curb uh, episode was instead of laughing, she would just say "lol," and it drove Larry David crazy. That you know, if you're going to go through the trouble of just saying "lol," why don't you just laugh? Right. That was the whole bit there. It was quite. It was quite funny. She's on the reunion too, by the way. Yeah, I, 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 I did know that. Yeah. Did you watch the reunion or no? no? But I had it. T t my my wife and daughter. You had it taped. You no, were just about they, to say they, you they had it went taped. through the whole reunion with me, frame by frame. It was like <laughs> I watched the whole thing. Um, I got to give a shout out to this guy. He's a columnist for the Hill Times, Clinton Devoe, or do is that how you say? Do you know this yeah, guy? Clinton Devoe. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. You know him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He did a he did a spaces thing the other day on Twitter. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Here, here O'Toole. Yeah. He's had a couple of them, whatever. But anyway, he invited a, he invited me on to speak. I just popped in and he uh, he said, Oh, I see and another pod thing podcast is on here. By the way, he loves the podcast. So we appreciate that. Yeah, no, thanks for your li listening, Clinton. And uh, I've had him on my boom and bust show too. 
Oh, okay. So I, I, I when I came on, because he said he wasn't sure whether it was Tony or Jody, and I said, well, I hate to disappoint you. It's me. But uh, it was a good a good discussion. And um, just actually we can start on the on some of our friendly banter back and forth because are you hearing anything more on the whole Aaron O'Toole leadership conservative no, I, it's been pretty quiet. I got to say, uh, yeah. I think I think caucus is focusing on the return of the house on November twenty second, and I had uh, lunch with a new MP, uh, Melissa Lansman, who was a uh, guest on our show, and uh, just trying to give her some friendly advice. And uh, uh, so they're all just focused on trying to be a good opposition at this point. I think. So what, I can just imagine your advice to her today was, was it something like, get out now, get out while you can, there's still time. Well, she did say, you know, that's a pretty lonely life, you know, and I said, I know. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, you know, I, I, there's something to be said. I know we have talked about this a lot and I don't know if it's just becoming illuminated more and more or society has changed with, you know, family dynamics and personal dynamics. And of course, uh, mental health discussion being so yeah. out in the open, but it, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know um, how people do it. To be honest, I, I just, it is lonely, and that's, it is you know, lonely. That an and uh, and uh, she, the other thing she noted was uh, how tired she is already. And I, I and I thought, well, well, yeah, ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> I was going to say, well, you are four weeks in, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Although she, she had a quick nomination, and she was right into a campaign, and then you know, yeah, that's that true sort of stuff. But I mean, it's it's brought to life, and I and I, I did want to mention the. Uh, the murder of uh, Sir David Amos in the UK and how terrible that was and uh, how it shows, you know, that MPs and, and their staff for that matter are really at risk uh, at, a, at a, to a greater extent than ever before. And uh, you know, that was just a sad, sad moment. And now they're debating in the UK whether there has to be a police escort with an MP every time they meet a constituent. Wow. You know, that's that's because they're afraid of copycat killings and that kind of thing. So it's, um, you, you know, it, it's just a, not a it, it, it's I know people think of of being MPs as all glamour and um, and, you know, a, a steak and caviar. But uh, it, it has its drawbacks. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I would say. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I people need to know that it's not all glitz and glamour and yeah. as uh you know you can be on top of the mountain <laughs> very quickly and you can be at the bottom of the mountain even quicker yeah so it's uh yeah anyway i i wish every mp all the best new and returning and i know yes. that you've got an, uh, a new mp is it a new one lined up to come on the show soon yeah uh, dan muse who's the mp for uh, flamborough glanbrook took over from david sweet and uh near just outside of hamilton uh, and, uh, so he'll be coming on maybe our Looney politics show. So oh, like it's exclusive content. It's the exclusive Looney. That's a great way to, to talk about that. And we also want to thank our sponsor municipal solutions, by the way, at some point. Yes, John Mutton. And, uh, did I, did we ever talk about how I, we met that one night, all of us for the first time, like not me and you, but no, I met no. John Mutton in person. Yeah. We talk about that. Yeah. Tell us, tell us. What no, I think. just, I just saying it was it, like, I felt like I, I know John, so much more obviously from being on calls and stuff with him but we you and i were finally able to connect because you 
you got a golf bag off me. Which, yes. Uh, you know, by the you've used that golf bag. I haven't used it. Uh, I but I've I have now put all of my clubs in that bag. So the next time I play, I will be using it. Oh, I guess is it not good enough for you? Or? No, I I I actually have this thing where once I acquire a new possession, I wait a little while before I use it. <laughs> is Seriously. That like- like friends too, or? no, no, like sh- sh- new shoes and stuff like that. I just want to look at them for a while. So anyway, I, <laughs> I, we, I meet John in person because you guys are coming through from Montreal because you're yeah. at another political event, of course. No, no, it's a business and, thing. <laughs> okay. And um, so it was great to meet. Anyway, it was great to meet John in person, and it was fun. I gave him some coffee from Lord and Lady Coffee. Yeah, he really appreciates. He loves your coffee. Lord, Lord and Lady Coffee, I should say. That's right. You can find it online at Lord and Lady. Dot ca and John Mutton is at municipalsolutions.ca. Yeah. So anyway, we we do appreciate John and his support. So we're gonna move from conservative. Hey, I uh, I saw the new Bond movie, by the way. Oh, you did a Time to Die. Yeah, yeah. No time to die. No time to die. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was very good, and uh, I saw it on an IMAX theater. Uh, so it was like the screen was about four stories tall and, and there was about 40 people in the theater. <laughs> so just... You did go and see it on IMAX? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you remember what I said to you a couple weeks ago? No, what'd you say? Remember where, and with the interview with Triumph, I said... Oh, yeah. When, I said, because you only watch films in IMAX. I only watch you film, And here I was watching the Bond <laughs> I film I told IMAX. you. And you were too embarrassed to admit that. I, apparently it's true. Now that I am in a period of self-reflection for this podcast, you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> oh, that's class. So you went to a theater, obviously, yes. the IMAX theater, because unless you really want to milk the fact you have an IMAX at your home. <laughs> no, I went to a theater. I ordered the ticket online. And so I got my actual seat assigned. Then I did what everybody does now. Uh, Jody, when you're going to a theater, you have to be masked unless you're eating or drinking. So I get a big, you know, super big gulp of whatever, sugar water, and I got a big thing of popcorn, and that lasted me the whole movie, so I didn't wear the mask. Makes sense. Don't yeah. don't get me started on COVID right now. I mean, no, I know, can... but I've, it's just like everybody everybody does it. Everybody does it. There's not a single person who goes to these movies who doesn't do that exact same thing. So this show today is uh, totally random. So I'm going to go back for a second to the whole IMAX discussion because you you would be in a good position to talk about this. But and I don't know if I've asked you this before, but I had heard a rumor that so Big One Island up in the Muskoka's, you know, the golf course, and oh, you yeah. gotta take a boat over there. And I know yep. you've been there. Yeah, many but, times. Into, uh, apparently, right where you take the, the dock where you take the boat, there's another cottage or there was a boathouse right near there. And I had heard that the owner of that boathouse and whatever cottage he was connected to was the individual that created IMAX. Have you, is that, have you heard that before? Uh, n- uh, I didn't hear that specifically, but um, I think I heard that they're on Lake of Bays uh, that, yeah. That, that the, is the IMAX movie. creator Canadian? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's a true story then. Yeah, for sure. Okay. It's Canadian Canadian technology for sure. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, geez, there you go. So, and, anyway, and one, uh, one of my neighbors in Huntsville was one of the the chief kind of marketers for IMAX. Really? Traveling all around the world. Yeah. Now he lives in Huntsville. Interesting. It, it's funny. I was. It's a small world. Like there was a. So I, I when I was running the radio station in Brighton. Uh, a lot of uh, GTA 
Um, urban people end up moving to the Brighton area because it's a small, quiet town. It's not that far from Toronto, and you know, housing housing is cheaper. It was. It's getting up there now. Um, but there were so many interesting individuals, and one gentleman, his name was Ken. I can't think of his last name right now, but if I looked into it, uh, anyway. So Ken Prue, Ken Prue, and he was married to, um, oh, what the heck is her name? The the woman that's really outspoken about managing your money. Uh, what's that woman's name again? What Arlene Dickinson or something? No, the Canadian woman. She's really outspoken and Diane, Diane Francis. No, 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 no. This woman's like kind of annoying. She hates conservatives. She's very vocal. She lives in Brighton too. Seriously? Um, okay, I don't know. I don't know who oh, this is. She's like an. Ita- I want to say she's like Italian or Greek or something. And she did like a show on. I know people are listening to this right now and telling us the name, but she yeah, did a show on like HGTV. yelling into their screen right now. Yeah, she. Yeah, exactly. But she did a show on HGTV. Um, oh, I wish I could. Anyway, Ken Prue is married to her. And I, he used to be very involved in the art scene. And I am going somewhere with the story. So anyway, I, I was nice guy, really interesting guy. And then I looked into his background and he was like one of the, the people that came up with, I think either the galaxy cinemas idea oh. or the, not cineplex, but just that galaxy. I think it was galaxy. Mul- cinemas multiplex brand. kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm just like, Holy smokes. Like this guy was a, it was pretty impressive, actually. Well, there's another one, another cottager around here in Muskoka who uh, who came up with the idea of marketing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in North America. Okay. He, he was in Japan for something completely different, saw these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all the, the dolls and uh, all the stuff on the in the Ginza district of, of Tokyo, and thought, yeah, I wonder whether this would sell in America. So he he basically got the exclusive North American rights for Teenage Mutant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the Japanese creator of them, and uh, started marketing it. And he basically the cottage is the cottage that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles built because he made so much money with that craze when it came out. I love that show. Yeah, of course. Huge- Huge TMNT. By the way, the woman's name, Gail Vaz Oxlade. Oh, okay. You know her? No, no. You don't no. know her? Oh, no. my gosh. What, were you elected most of your life or something? <laughs> yeah. You're living under exclusive. a rock? I had a very exclusive list of people I talked to. <laughs> oh, you elitist. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, elitist. I'm a, a globalist. Yeah. I, I only talk to the a, Council of Foreign I can say relations. right now that Tony is not an elitist. I saw what he wore to David Pacini's picnic the other day. And uh, what did I wear? Like a, you look like you were chopping wood. <laughs> I wore, I wore, uh, I wore again a nice lumberjack shirt yeah, like, and uh, and a and a brown suede jacket. Yeah. You're right. I know <laughs> you were blending right in. <laughs> I yeah, no, you never cease to amaze me. That's for sure. I love you that brown from, suede jacket. You go from boom and bust, looking like you know dapper to the to hilt. And then you're just like, time <laughs> yeah, to go I, chop wood, boys. That's right. Yeah, I, I fit right, right in. I'm telling you. Anyway, so you have a you have a list of topics. That well, you the other thing into, was so. the vintage uh, T-shirt of the Grateful Dead that sold for seventeen thousand U.S. dollars. Did you did you see that story? No. Somebody paid seventeen thousand dollars for a vintage T-shirt. Like when you say vintage, it was like. 
the actual shirt from yeah the actual shirt it was like from the first tour or something like that uh you know but still come on seventeen thousand dollars that seems a little excessive it's funny you say that though because i was talking about vintage t-shirts the other night at my parents house it was over there for dinner and we were talking about how remember that back in the like again this was the 80s for me so i was just you know i was like again in my early whatever i don't even know what you call those years but i was a kid <laughs> uh like eight nine that that age frame and i remember the t-shirt stores where you'd go in and like pick the decal or whatever you want yeah and then they'd actually like pull the shirt and you know like heat heat transfer it on yeah that's right yeah can I you still do, do that. that anywhere my my wife know, says that there's I places doing like that, that. malls is that, does that on, exist? on uh, Young Street in Toronto? They they'd have these T-shirt emporiums like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. what we that should do. Big... We should get our logo and just get a heat transfer T-shirts made. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Do it then you can, it'd be perfect for your wardrobe to wear out to political events. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, <laughs> whatever. Whatever the uh, motto was that was making the rounds then. Actually, but I think Tony, if if there was, I'm trying to think of. You're telling me that if you were able to get like a Beatles T-shirt that was worn by John Lennon, you wouldn't pay 17 grand for that. Well, I, I wouldn't, but I'm sure somebody would. Oh I guess come it's just on! What, whatever comes onto the market, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about what about like a pair of leather pants worn by Usher? What would you pay for that? <laughs> Buck ninety nine. <laughs> Buck ninety nine. I wouldn't even pay for the dry cleaning costs. <laughs> can you dry clean leather? I guess so. Yeah, sure you can. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so Alan Cross had this thing. I don't think he's put it in a podcast, but he got it from Celebrity Net Worth, the ten richest songs of all time. You heard this one? No. Is this a joke or? No, no, no. These are. Okay. I'll give you the top four. Do you know what number one is? Well, give me hints. I guess this is how you play this kind of game. You got to give okay, me. Okay. Uh, the hint. The hint is you've sung it. I sung it. Yeah, the the what the this the number one rich the 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 most net worth for a song. Okay, you, like okay when okay back up. I sung it like as in I sung it tonight, or I've no, sung it in my life. In your life. Oh, <laughs> oh well, that's easy. That's uh, that's easy. Don't you, stop you believing. You sing it on 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 a certain occasion. Don't happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, they, it's earned uh, it's earned seventy million dollars for the Hill Sisters, and it's from 1893. How do they, where do they make royalties on that still, though? I guess they still, if you, if, hey, there are movies that I've watched where they don't sing Happy Birthday, but they sing something like Happy Birthday because they don't want to pay the royalties. 100%. Can I tell you quickly, I got to tell you this story. Yeah, sure. It's a royalty story. And I don't know if I've told you this in our podcasts past, but it's a great story. So I'm I'm brand new to the radio world. It's probably like 2003, 2004. I'm doing Saturday mornings on a station called Mix 97 in Belleville. And I'm a huge wrestling fan still. And I did this shtick where I would play like some wrestling intros, but I also played Bruce Buffer's let's get ready to rumble thing, right? When I came on the air at 6 a.m. I came on the air at 6 a.m. I'd play that. And so about, you know, like 10 seconds of it, right? Just him saying, let's get ready to rumble. I'm not kidding you. We had a, we got a fax from lawyers of, the, <laughs> of, of uh, Bruce Buffer. 
or his entity or whatever saying cease and desist or you will be served <laughs> like the, how they would monitor that stuff i, I know no like, idea how, how did that how did that that's that's really interesting eh yes it's legit yeah legit so well, I, SoCon, I, SoCon has agents that go. Stations, so. SoCon has agents that go into bars uh, throughout the, the yeah. land to make sure yeah. that people are paying their their royalties for songs they're covering. So, so anyway, I just thought that was an interesting. Go okay. So go on with the rest of your. So number two is another occasion. It's a White Christmas uh, from uh, and the obviously the owner of that is Irving Berlin from 1940, and that's earned 66 million versus 70 million for happy birthday. And then one that isn't festive, uh, you've lost that love and feeling from night from 64, 65 million. That's to Barry Mann and Cynthia Neal and Phil Spector gets a piece of that. And number wow. four, finally we get a Beatles song. So that's yesterday. Uh, so that, that's worth about $60 million and it's the most covered song of all time. Really? Eh? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So though I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's something uh something about songs because they can, you know, they they live on. They they live they can live on forever if they're good songs. I guess they transcend time is what you're trying to say. Yeah, and and uh you know, the estates are still around even if the songwriter or the publisher is isn't. And so somebody's making money. Well, there's still hope for you and the Doc Spiders. I know the Doc Spiders could still live. We still we do play some original re- uh, music, but uh, really, yeah. What's the name of an original? Spaghetti Western. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> wow. It amuses you that Mel I'm in a band. We have a song called Mel Brooks as well. Or? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. What else you got on your list? Or is that it? Um, that is, that is it for my list, my friend. What? You made it sound like you had this long list. Well, I had four items. I didn't want to hog the whole show. Four items. You had t-shirts. Did the UK individual. Yeah. That was, that was one item. Yeah. The songs. Yeah. And what was the fourth one? The top 10 richest songs of all top time. Top 10 richest songs. Okay. T-shirts. UK. And the other one was, sorry, I'm confused. What The four <laughs> the Grateful songs? Dead t-shirt. Yes. Uh, Sir David Amos. Yes. Bond movie. And then Bond the... movie. Bond movie was a topic. Okay. Yeah, sure. I went to see the Bond movie. Yeah, well, it did lead into a long discussion about IMAX. And, and uh, there, I, I don't want to give any anything away from the movie because that would be wrong, but uh, they, uh, they, they do a little homage to past Bond movies by doing a song that has appeared in another Bond movie. And I'm not talking about the title track, which is the Billie Eilish one. Oh, Goldfinger! Uh, no, 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 no. Very close, though. But uh, no, there's a there's a a Louis Armstrong song. As soon as they put it, it was at the for the closing credits, and as soon as they put that on, I, I, I said to myself, "No, not that that one. No, oh, no." Geez. But uh, they, they, the, I thought, I bet you, I think they've played, I think they've done that song in another Bond, and I, I looked it up after, and I was right. So there you go. We're like the Seinfeld of podcasts. Like it's a, a, a show about nothing. <laughs> this is ba- what, what is banter, right? Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's real good. Um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for today. Yeah. Again, we will be back in a week's time uh, with some more excitement. I know that Tony, you and I were chatting today. We have a, a ton of 
We have a long list of guests to get to, including, uh, we mentioned him already, David Pacini, who's the Minister yep. of Environment for Ontario. Uh, Blake Richards, he's going to come on and talk about tourism. We're going to welcome yeah, Chris Alexander be. back. Yep. Yep. Um, you've got, who are some of the names you got? Sabrina, Ma- Sabrina Maddow, who's a, a very interesting up and coming writer for the National Post. Yeah, we got Jeff Watson is hopefully going to come back on and talk about what it's like having a huge family and being an elected official. Yeah. He had six topic. kids. Yeah, I know. He was an MP. I know. It was six crazy. kids. That's, he, uh, I wonder who's had the most kids while they're an MP. He's got to be up there. He's got to be. Uh, Chris Workington has a, has a brood as well. Does he really? Yeah. 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 So I don't know who had, who had more. Yeah. So we should get Steve Gilchrist on. He would talk your ear off. I'm, I'm I know he would. <laughs> we, uh, we're happy to announce we have an 11 part series yeah, with yeah, Steve Gilchrist. Steve Gilchrist Chronicles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, so all that to say that we've got some exciting shows coming up, and you're going to Newfoundland? I'm going to Newfoundland for a little bit of a holiday, uh, my first time on a plane since March of 2020, so I'm looking forward to that, yeah. I'm gonna Are they going to gonna screech you in? No, uh, no screeching, uh, just, uh, just a quiet holiday. And would you ever eat cod cheeks? Sure, why not? Okay. okay I like checking. cod. I've been to Newfoundland once. I liked it, actually. I love it there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so your first time on a plane, and what are your... I, I can't go a show without talking about COVID, and I just because in our area today, which is the Hastings Prince Edward Health Unit area, hmm. uh, roughly 160,000 population. So today we had six new cases, all of them fully vaccinated. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and I think we're going to see that more and more, right? Well, because there's more people vaccinated, That's right. so they're gonna there's gonna be more people that have COVID who are vaccinated. So. Yeah, an interesting poll. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, was it around fifty percent of Ontarians do not plan, or it's close to fifty, do not plan on vaccinating their children? Yeah, I'm not surprised yeah. at that. I mean, it depends yeah. the age of your children, but yeah. uh, you know, um, I think most people have come to the conclusion that the possibility of children getting very, very sick is so slim. It's so slim. slim. So I I can tell you right now, we will not be vaccinating our kids right at this moment anyway. So yeah, no, I, I think that, you know, they're, they're, again, everybody has their own way of doing the risk assessment on this. And I think for many people, that's, especially if you're in a rural area, you you know, you you don't usually think of that as a, a big issue. Yeah, and I will say, you know, one thing, I mean, again, I, I respect everybody's choice. I am one of those sure. people and not one of the crazy ones that, like, is out with a placard on the streets or whatever. But, you know, it is, I can tell you from my own workplace, um, not so not so much my own workplace, but just being around people in general that are in the business world. And it's an unco- like it's uncomfortable because you know that people are wondering, are you vaccinated? Are you not vaccinated? What are your thoughts on it? It's just... It's still a divisive thing, and and I, I you know, I don't know if, I don't know if it's going to take time to get past that, or if we will ever truly get past it, because I feel like there's always going to be this section of the population that's going to make their decision on how they feel about someone based on if they're vaccinated or not, and I don't know if that'll change. Well, I think that there is a research done. I know we're off topic now, but there was research done that indicated that those who were unvaxxed were more open and less judgmental about the vaccinated people than vice versa. 
Yeah, it's almost like conservatives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but liberals I, but, are more judgmental. Well, there's that. Yeah, that that is the that is the problem of the cancel culture, right? You know, freedom. Oh, that's freedom, that's freedom what expression. I wanted to talk about too. Speaking of cancel culture, man, we might go a little long on this, but the whole Dave Chappelle thing with the closer. Yeah. You've been following all that? Yeah, I have been following all that. So, did you watch the closer? I haven't done so yet, but now that it's controversial, I will watch it. Yeah, so you got to watch it. I thought it was excellent. I do think that David Chappelle is probably the goat when it comes to comedy, the greatest of all time. I, he he is certainly his is getting that moniker now, and uh, you know uh, it's going to be hard to beat him. I think. Uh, and got- I got to say, I yeah, I mean he makes <laughs> he ma- I don't know he makes a lot of sense. It's 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 that we know you know what we need to do. This is your homework, Tony. We okay. need to get Ben Bankus on again. Yeah, to we should chat get ben about on. because obviously he is is very well versed in comedy and obviously the the woke and cancel culture. But I would love to hear like have a you know a real. I'm sure there'll be comedy interspersed with it, but have a real discussion about his thoughts on that situation with Dave Chappelle and because it, I, those. The, this is the type of thing that Ben was actually talking about. And, yeah, but you and, see, you know, people like Joe Rogan, people like Dave Chappelle, they have such a big uh, megaphone that it's really hard to, at the end of the day, it's hard to cancel them because they, they've got hundreds and hundreds of millions of followers, uh, to use that terminology. Uh, but, you know, other people are getting canceled every day, every hour of every day because they, they, they can't, you know, they don't have the, the ability, the wherewithal to withstand the cancelers, right? Yeah. So if, no, you know, if, uh, if, face, if, if Facebook, you know, decided today to not uh, broadcast anything from Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle will be fine. He'll, oh, he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll find his audience. Yep. But not so yeah. other people. But Netflix has doubled down and said they're not, yeah. they're not pulling it. So yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Once again, thanks to Municipal Solutions for being our presenting sponsor. You can find them at municipalsolutions.ca. Also, check out looneypolitics.com. Use the code PODCAST, and you'll get 50% off your annual subscription, which gives you access to exclusive content, including episodes of And Another Thing that you will not hear anywhere else. And don't forget to find us online at andanotherthingpodcast.com. CA and I should mention you'll be able to see every sponsor we've ever had because yeah. I still haven't taken down their logos oh, yeah, or their taken, links. Boy, they're getting some free advertising. Oh yeah, yeah, huge. You you tell the you tell the <laughs> folks at Magnify that they're cash. Yeah, okay, in. yeah, sure. <laughs> Poly Polytrack. <laughs> yes, Polytrack. Was that Chris? Was that his yeah, name? Chris, yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris. I have no problem giving that no, guy a, a little guy. extra love. Yeah, All right, like Tony. It. We'll do this again in seven days. Looking forward to it, buddy.